Welcome to the Keel Hauled Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today. So, tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, we're going to be talking about the latest patch, the Captaincy Week, uh, the, the little patch notes that we got for that. We're also going to be talking about the final voyage for the mystery. Uh, this is something that I did this weekend on stream. I got some thoughts, um, and I'm going to share them here. So sit back, relax, and let's get into it. But before I get into any of that, I have to thank the patrons because they're the ones that are helping send me to SOT Fest and Fest of Legends. If it wasn't for them and their generosity for the support of this show, I wouldn't be able to pay for the tickets, for the rooms, for the uh, food that I'm going to need to be able to survive so that I don't die on these trips, which will definitely not happen. I could steal a lot. And that would be very pirate, but I'm going to hold off and let them help take care of me so that I can help continuing to take care of you on your trips, wherever you're going, wherever you're having uh, your day where you need to have podcasts. I'm trying to be there for you. So thank you to People's Republic, El Cute, Balls, Bam Bam Bagel, Captain Chonky, Chateau Neuf, Super Pack, Zombie Killer, Cloud, Cosmic Johnson, Static Mirror, Davram TV, El Jefe Esteban, Fergustron, Godhammer 6, Trickster, Jabaro 5, Jorby Jorbs, Carl Embo, Kazia the Aficionado, Nightstar, Lumpy SRQ, Evil Morpheus, Xbox Mike 29, Murphy Lives, Mutinous Max, Norwegian, Russia the Brave, Registella the Brony Pirate, Replicated Flame, Rust Belt Kid, Scamelt666, Captain Dasm, Tommy D, TN Professor, Real Big Tuna, Big Bad Pad, Mina Fairy, Captain J Rat of the Flaming Cold Sore, The Lore Chronologist, Dead Eye Dre, Hager Owl, Jeff H, Ghost Boy 20, Evil Martha, Peter Miller, Ruski Doo, Thor Von Blitz, Windsor Chris, Luke Lore, the Insipid Ghost, and Zam. Wow, thank you all so much for your love, for your support. It really does mean the world to me. If you'd like to help support this podcast and help with the bills, honestly, I would appreciate it. Head over to patreon.com forward slash keelhauled podcast. Uh, there's different tiers. You can get into the gold hoarder episode. There's a channel specifically uh, for that. Uh, if you want, you can just support normally too. Is If you want, that helps uh, all the time. I really appreciate it. Anyway, let's get into this episode. All right, we're going to cover the patch notes and the captaincy stuff. After this, I need to get into the mystery. Um, so the final mystery has been finished. Uh, the code is out there. In fact, uh, before before I go into any of this, I should probably actually let you know what the code is so that if you want to go finish up this last voyage before uh, it, it discontinues, because we honestly am not 100% sure if that's going to be the case, um, you might want to know what that code is. And it is bait space trap space break space retake bait trap break retake now i wish i could give you the full understanding the entire scope of what the heck you were supposed to do to be able to get all of that i really do if i'm being 100 percent honest this last voyage i understood about maybe 15 to 25 percent of like what was going on um I just, I, I can't, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not smart enough to be able to figure this stuff out. I wish I was, but I'm not. So I am going to just let, just let you know that a lot of people worked very hard to get this done. And uh, congrats to the, to the group out there that figured it out first and then gave the code to everyone else after they completed it. It was very kind of them to share that. They didn't have to, there was no obligation to do so. Uh, and it all kind of came to a head. We've been sitting here trying to figure it out for a few weeks now, it feels like, and um, we finally got a few clues out there. Uh, thanks to Rare kind of putting out different things, like pointing us to different sections. The the sad part of this for me was that the group of people who were working on this in the uh, AIU, 
um, which is the Ancient Isles University Discord group. It's the group that kind of focuses on things like the meteorologists uh, who are working on tracking the storm. There's also people that have like marked out all of the different landmarks on different islands. Plenty of different people uh, in there with different groups um kind of focusing on different things very fantastic group of people all working towards helping each other out on different things and i love being a part of that group um we've been working on the mystery they're currently like keeping track of the the mysterious rat um that is is going to be involved uh very soon here i think but with um this final mystery everything that was uncovered uh, to get us to the the final step, which was uncovering what the code is to be able to unlock the voyage, the AIU had gotten pretty much there, like on the first weekend, and it just it just stalled out at that last home stretch. It's like passing out at the end of a finishing uh, at the end of a race, just like ten feet away from the finish line, because there wasn't a whole lot that you needed to do after uh, after where they had stopped. Um, like they were very, very close to the end. So I feel very bad for them because they were so close to finishing it up. Um, but I'm so glad that this is done because uh, there has been a lot of uh, time invested into this um, to, to get to the, the answers. And, and not many people um, have, have really been keeping track with it. So there hasn't been a whole lot of engagement. Uh, in fact, I think I think there was... I can't remember where I was looking at something and there was like a certain number of like uh, views or something like that, that it was it was uh, views, I think, on the on the OneDrive um, where people had actually visited. And, and, and it was like the engagement itself did not feel like it was extremely high on the the outside of the game aspect of it i don't know what the analytics were for the actual completing of the voyages like i would love to find out like what the percentage of players were who completed all four of the voyages uh to get the gold hoarder um uh, or the hoarder hunt memento for this uh but because of everything um i gotta say it was it was a very interesting mystery so i wanted to talk specifically uh, about the final voyage um, because I can definitely tell what they were going for. Uh, they wanted to build in a lot of running around in case people had gotten the code at the same time and whoever managed to complete the voyage uh, would win first. So you have to go around and you have to dig up all of the pages uh, for the voyage um, so that even if you knew where to dig, like say it had gotten data mined, um, you wouldn't be able to do anything with that data uh, because you had to be able to complete the book, um, which I think was a very smart way to go about it. Uh, there's also no no real indicator as far as we know, as far as like what the object is called to be able to data mine. So as far as the first voyage or, or not the first voyage, the first mystery where things were kind of data mined and they figured out like, you know, oh, you have to go here. You have to go uh, just off the coast of Hidden Springs Keep and you have to swim all the way down and you'll find a ship. Uh, but those um, th th that was there. They found that in the data mines. They found the uh, the spyglass in the data mines. They found a ton of stuff through data mining. And uh, unfortunately, it really did kind of ruin um, a lot of what was going on with the mystery for for DeMarco's death. Um, but I, I think a lot of that was the onset of how long things were taking to progress. So given that, this full voyage, I think, was a, a much better way to go about it. But with this final mystery not being able to be data mined um, and, and you getting the voyage to go do this, uh, I definitely liked how inventive this voyage was. Um, this voyage took about two hours, just as kind of a, a heads up. Uh, we did three and we did four during the stream, uh, which I think was what really kind of contributed to my overall feelings about this. But I do have some legitimate feelings about it uh, that I'll get into. But I really liked how when you were sailing around, um, thumbing through the different pages, there were different things that you had to kind of keep an eye out for, different things that you had to kind of piece together, little bits of that. And it all kind of kicks off with starting by sending you to the ferry. Uh, and on the ferry, you have to count up a certain number of things. And I really did like how you had to kind of go out and understand not only the the vernacular that was being used in in the actual voyage itself, in the book itself, like you had to understand what a star was. Um, you had to understand what a dragon was, um, and and to know what those uh, what those those words meant to H uh, was kind of nice because like obviously a dragon referred to a cannon, 
and a star referred to a lantern. So you had to kind of look for those. Or if uh, if it spoke about barrels, one was lazy, one was not. Well, one of them's laying on its side, one of them's upright. Those That's kind of what they mean. Um, so I liked how that was kind of set up. Like it, it kind of played around with, instead of telling you to look for two barrels, or if it, t- it told you like, go to the barrel that has a lantern on it, or if it was like, hey, use this cannon in this tower, then, it, you know, it kind of played around th- that idea. Like it wasn't just a direct kind of this is what you have to do um they also used parts where it was like look through the diamond uh to see to see a a a red ruby or something like that and things like that i liked i think i think that that was really well done i think they thought a a lot about uh you know how they want to get players to find out where they need to go uh they looked at interesting things that are in the game right now that um, might help point them in that direction and they used it well. I think I thought that was very smart. Uh, it took a lot of a lot of time to kind of work on that. Um, so k- kudos there. Um, they they really did a hard job, or, or, or they really worked hard to make sure that you were going from point A to point B in a direct line. So if you left Island A by Northwest whatever island you were supposed to go to if you hit that island going in a straight line from from where you were to to where you're going northwest that was your starting point and i appreciated that because it's like okay well there's three docks on reapers hideout i know that one of those docks is on this side one of them's on this side and one of them's on this side so which which dock am i supposed to start out well the answer is whichever one you land out, you land at first from the direction you came from. That's how you know. Uh, so and, and and they had words in there to kind of like let you know, like you were on the right track. You know, if it didn't have these things, then obviously this wasn't the right dock. So you'd be able to walk around and kind of figure out which dock it actually was. Uh, but for the most part, they did a fantastic job of ensuring that in, in your sailing, if you went from point A to point B in a direct line in the direction you needed to go, wherever you hit on B, that was your starting point. And they, I really I really thought that that was really nice. Um, I also really appreciated the fact that it was using the world in its current state as landmarks, um, stuff like planks that are strewn about on the ground that point the direction to where uh, or, or to where you got to go or, or looking through objects to see something that would give you the direction of the island. But it was uh, obviously obscured by other things. So you just needed to know uh, what direction you were going, go outside and then take a look and see where you were going. So um, I really did like those aspects of it. So here's what I didn't like about this. Um, I didn't like how long this takes. Uh, For those of you who haven't done it, I mentioned that it took about two hours. There are over 55 pages that you have to go through in this voyage. And again, going back to the first comments that I made about this, I understood why there needed to be this. It was in case people got the code at the same time. You had to work out all of the different little puzzles, all of the little different riddles within each page. So they needed to give people uh, an opportunity to be able to get ahead of someone else if they wanted to, because it was a race. Um, But this voyage had 55 pages you had to work through. (laughs) So and I think that was something that really kind of bothered me with the first mystery was um, that it just it, it, it seemed to have taken too long to get to the final message if, if you're if you know what i'm talking about then you've done the fir- the ending to the first voyage where the ending to the first voyage um you had to sail around you had to go look at things and and things would appear if you looked at them in the right direction but there was no real real understandable guidance as to how um something i talked about with uh, uh behaving beardly in the past in, in past episodes and um because of that if you get server merged if you get attacked if you get uh, any part of that breaks then you have to start over again. There's no there's no checkpoint system in this, um, which is understandable, and I'm not I'm not knocking it for that. Uh, I'm just saying that there's no safeguards uh, in place to ensure that in case the worst happens, um, you can at least go back a couple steps and reset. Uh, and because of that, that is it, it, it's it's tough because it, it kind of always goes back to that idea of asking rare to respect your time um, because not everyone's going to have enough time to be able to do this and we don't exactly know for sure uh, that i've been able to read that this is going to stay in game post 
the actual thing. It says that you can go to Lorena, you can buy the voyages, you can do them over again if you want. Uh, I haven't seen an end date for when those disappear, though, so I don't really know. If you've unlocked them, then chances are you probably do it, but they could possibly uh, disappear after this event is over, um, which I think is on the 22nd. Yes, so kind of something that bugs me about that. Um, the other part of that that I didn't like was is that there was no story taking you from one step to the next, uh, which which for me isn't an issue when it's only like an hour. Um, but when it takes you two hours without interruption uh, and you actually have someone who, who, who a couple people who actually done it and they kind of like they're confirming your steps. There's no speculation involved. You're just having someone like you come up with where you need to go. They're confirming that that is indeed the correct, you know, island that you need to go to. It still took us two hours to sail around and actually do that. And again, that was kind of, tacked on to us doing the uh the third voyage which was about an hour in itself as well too um, which i think is potentially what was kind of uh, nagging at me after like the second hour um so when you're going from island to island there's not really any discussion that's going on like you're just kind of going from point to point to point there's no revelation about who h was uh what their motivations are any anything gained or or any kind of new bit of information that is being uh, arrived at with each time that you go to a new island, uh, especially like some of the marker islands that are essential. <laughs> if you're not paying attention, they are essential. Um, and if you if you miss this bit, then you have to go back and do it all over again because you may not be remembering where you were when it told you to do something specifically, which is also part of the problem. Um, but again, that is also part of the puzzle. So I understand you have to pay attention. So the fact that there's no lore that is being given to me uh, in, in any kind of sense in game um, means that that H falls flat as a character. Uh, their their motivations are left silent in game. And if you haven't done anything and you're just looking to get the mementos and the, the coin, I can understand that probably doesn't bother you because you probably haven't been investing much into this mystery. You're just looking to get from point A to point B as quickly as possible to earn the cosmetic because that was the driving force and nothing else was the driving force for me i i learned a lot about h um how how kind of they've felt about the gold hoarders in general um their their general disdain for a lot of them in general um liking the the desire to actually play with people to to mess with them to to leave riddles and feel like they're outsmarting it is in my mind essentially what you would expect if you were watching a batman movie and the villain was the Riddler um, laying out special things to have to try and like see if Batman is smart enough to actually work these out and, and, and having joy in watching them squirm and, and suffer uh, and, and then hoping that they get to the next bit because it's even more clever than the, the, the next part was and seeing just exactly where Batman will fail in being able to work out what the riddle is and that is kind of what h's character is uh he is essentially the the riddler um in in, in a scorned uh gold order who for for all intents and purposes i'm pretty sure most of us all agree that it's horgath horgath i think it's horgath um from the comics which actually i got my origins comic wait is it the organ yeah it is the origins comics yeah the so i just got the sea of thieves origins comic the uh, second paperback uh for those of you who are keeping track the champion of souls who's got the story of pendragon uh in in the back of it it's actually got the little bonus episode uh or comic that came out that was like the flameheart junior stuff uh that we got which is great because now <laughs> now i have uh flameheart junior as a kid running around screaming father um which is just a, a fantastic illustration. Uh, so I'm so glad that I have this now in paper. Um, but getting back to the voyage. Uh, so again, the, the thing that I didn't really enjoy about it was also, you know, first off, how long it took. Uh, it was just too long for, for what I want, what I was hoping for. And there was no reveal. I think in, in part of this, maybe I've been conditioned with adventures. Um, I looked to the, uh, the, the, the adventure with who killed Merrick as a as a perfect mystery um 
It, it, it gave us exactly what happened. It gave us the clues to kind of understand what it was, uh, what it was trying to get us to, to know. It gave us motivation. It gave us dialogue and development as you were moving along. And even though all that voyage was, was just sailing around from place to place, uncovering news and information about stuff that had already happened. By the time I got to the end of it, not only did I have, not only did I have a better understanding of, um, of the gold hoarder as far as like the eye stones uh being veil stones um but i also understood who amaranta was uh who she had become um a former fallen sea dog uh if you will and having that moment having that revelation especially the very ending of it which was amazingly well done in game um was such a perfect encapsulation of what i would hope a mystery would be something that could be an adventure series in and of itself. Um, and I'm glad that Rare is doing the mysteries in a sense that what they're intended to do is drive engagement outside of the game. Um, because what they do is they have to do social media stuff. Uh, most games as a service have to do social media stuff. The social media stuff is great because it it gets people talking about Sea of Thieves. Um, it gets the discussion going. And something with like the Hoarder Hunt, uh, you're going to have a lot of people who are aware about it. It's something to do. It's something to talk about. And it's marketing um, at the very end of the day. It's something fun that the that the studio can do and they can reward people with that as a contest. Uh, I think it is a fantastic way to do a contest um, because it really does drive people to work together, um, but also to be very, very cautious about how much you're working together with. But at the end of the day, um, Sea Thieves needs to make money. And the way to do that is through advertising, through uh, merchandise, and by garnering attention. And uh, in, in, in doing so, they've done a really good job with that. I think they've gotten a lot of people to pay attention They've uh, put up t-shirts and merchandise alongside the mystery. They've tried to capitalize on a lot of that. I'd, I'd be very curious to hear how much of that stuff sold uh, because I don't know if, I, I don't know, I can't, I don't know if anyone's actually purchased any of the shirts, but I think the shirts are kind of like the easy thing for, for them to throw together. So there's not really a whole lot of investment needed on that kind of stuff. Um, but at the end of the day, that, that's what this is. The, the mystery is driven or the mysteries are driven through engagement on social media. And if you're if you're telling me that that's not what they're for, then I have some bad news for you, because um, at the end of the day, again, it's a studio, it's a company. They're making money for Microsoft. They're building a game, but they also need to make sure that there's money coming in like these like they got to get paid. <laughs> so buy stuff in the Emporium, um, buy buy merchandise on the store as well, too. Um <clears throat> so with the i forgot how did i get off on this tangent i don't even know where i went off on the rails on that but um oh so the okay so the mystery like finding out like who h was is something that i was hoping we would get at the end of this and now obviously like the end of the voyage is intended to get you the chest so you get the key so you turn it in they probably don't want people sitting there being like oh my gosh i don't care who you are just give me the key i have to win i don't need to sit here and listen to an npc tell me something i could see that being what the first people felt like if that were the case me as a dumb casual when it comes to puzzles uh was hoping that i would have enrichment in lore as opposed to enrichment of prizes um because i knew i was never going to win this and that's why i wasn't really rushing to go do it once the code had been found because i was was pretty sure i wasn't going to be getting any of those any of those items so i at the end of the day uh, was hoping that I would have more in game to uncover the mystery of who H is, what their motivations are, and how they're going to impact Sea of Thieves. Because I think this is going to be the jumping off point. Because I think this, at the end of the day, is a great way to kind of set up a character for something that's going to be bigger in Sea of Thieves. Um, but at this point, it's it's very interesting to think about just how many characters we have and the the resolutions that we're looking for in lore currently. So very interesting thing to try and kick off as uh, the, the community is still hoping to get resolution with multiple other groups of characters in Sea of Thieves. So was it better than the first mystery? Um, Yes, this is 
most definitely a finely crafted and well planned out uh, mystery with it running for uh, four months, four weeks, plus a little extra time to help people in case they need to get it worked out. Um, And it was definitely running down to the wire there at the end, but they had different contingencies in place to help people out um, in case something was going long. And they usually did it like every Thursday, there would be a little bit of an update on what was going on. Um, So at the end of the day, I was bummed that DeMarco had died and that it was uh, someone that I thought was dead who actually killed them, um, but then died again. So I don't know if they'll actually be back because see these is weird like that. Uh, And with this, I think they did a much better job of a mystery. I definitely had a lot more fun working with the community to uh, even through the desperate times. Uh, to to try and figure out what the codes were, to have fun kind of doing stuff. Um, I would love to see what came as a result of this. Like, what were the what were the takeaways for Rare at the end of the day? How much time was invested? How many people engaged with it? Um, and then how that will affect any future mysteries that come through? Uh, because I I think that this was a much better way to run a mystery. I don't know that they need to do a contest with rewards for all of them. In fact, I would prefer they didn't uh, just because it feels like that would be a lot of investment of time and effort uh, to do something like that. I think it would be something that if we were to have a third mystery, um, I'm hoping that the things that they do for the ARG aspect of it are more approachable for uh, people that like are more casual with that kind of thing. I hope that more players would be able to engage with it because at the end of the day, um, trying to learn about ciphers like pig pen ciphers. Um, uh, uh, I can't even remember the other ones called. It's like v- veneer, or v- vinegar, vinegar, vinegar ciphers. Uh, stuff like that is cool. But it is so out of the wheelhouse for a majority of people who are just enjoying the game that I wonder what the engagement of that is. So if if you were to do a third mystery, I hope that it would be something that would be a lot a lot more scaled back so that they, you could have people kind of engage with it. So a step above retweets, but a step uh, behind um, or, or below <laughs> having to do pig pen ciphers, uh, if that makes sense. Like the middle ground between those, I think would be a great way to to start off with a mystery, um, especially if you intend to continue to using it as uh, as, a, as an ARG. Um, it, I think there's a, a, a perfect example right now. Uh, Marathon is a brand new game by the developers of uh, Destiny 2, Bungie. Um, they are going to be using ARGs heavily with Marathon, um, and, and they've stated as such. I will be very curious how that community is developed and how that community is run uh, based around the knowledge that a lot of people are probably going to play that game because it's a PvEBP game, kind of like uh, Tarkov or, or um, I mean, Sea of Thieves is, is a similar game, but it's a different type of game, but like... Tarkov or EDZ for Call of Duty, those type of games um, are mostly shooters, looters and shooters in a way. So I don't know how big the ARG community will be with them, but I do know that they plan on doing that. And I'd be very curious to see if Rare tries to do anything similar with that, with the mysteries. Will they stick to something like what they've done already? Will they pull it back and make it a little more accessible? Um, And just overall, like where they plan to go. But at the end of the day, I do think that this is definitely a much better mystery than the first one. Uh, I don't think I care as much about H as I did when we were killing off DeMarco, which honestly still kind of bugs me because DeMarco is a great character. But, you know, if you're going to kill off Arena, then there's not really a need for Marco or Lissetti. So I understand like the desire to kind of move on with the story for them. But the fact that the Pirate Lord's son is dead... um, you know, that just kind of bugs me. 
I, th- I think because I, I loved him as uh, I loved him as a character. He's a very, very interesting, boisterous character. Very fun. Um, but they definitely did a much better job with this. So kudos to Rare for the successful mystery, the second mystery. I think I would love to see what the third mystery kind of becomes uh, now that we've gone about it this way uh, to see what happens in the future. All right, pirates. So that's my thoughts on the final voyage of the second mystery. Uh, I am, uh, again, had issues with it, but overall, I see where they were going. I, I hope that the third voyage or the third mystery is a little bit different, though. Um, I wanted to talk about Captain's Week because this kicked off this last week and it's going till the 22nd of uh, June. Um, that's going to be up until 10 a.m. UTC, which is usually about 2 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 5 a.m. Uh, uh, right now, they are celebrating captains, uh, and this is the culmination of the permanent captaincy rebalancing that I talked about in previous episodes where we got an update from uh, Shelly, who talked about some of the different changes that are going to be coming to the not only how many uh, how many unlocks it takes for the different trinkets. Uh, as far as like milestones go um, but additionally like the savings that you'll have when it comes to uh, the the reduction cost for picking up the different cosmetics as well as saving those cosmetics to your ship now being free um, I'm glad that they did this I think it was very interesting uh, I'm going to be honest and say that I'm a little annoyed that uh, the captaincy uh, requirements not only for um, how many uh, you, things you have to do in the game to unlock milestones. Um, but additionally, the, the cost of the decorations themselves have been tweaked twice now since launch. And uh, the allegiance system has been completely untouched. Um, I still think at the end of the day, if you want people to engage with the hourglass who don't like to PVP, you have to give them a preview of what they get access to. So at level 10, you get access to the new zones. At level 50, you start getting some of the rewards and you just kind of scale things from there. Um, if you're going to be tweaking the the captain progress, because the captaincy to my, in my mind was the long-term goals. It was the idea that it was like, these are the way that your your ship was going to look naturally different to other player ships because of the things that you did that were different from other players. Uh, so if you fished a lot, you would be one of the few people that had the actual fishing trophies. Well, I've been fishing a fair amount just in the last couple months, and now I have access to a whole bunch of fish trophies, which I love but I wouldn't have those if I uh, wasn't fishing on a regular basis. So if you saw someone who had a fishing trophy, you knew that they'd worked very, very hard to be able to get up to the milestones to be able to unlock those. Whereas now I have a, a fairly big access to a lot of decorations that I didn't before as a result of the tweaks. And yet nothing has been tweaked with the hourglass system um and that that bothers me from my perspective it's probably not a big deal to those that like to pvp in the hourglass system i don't like to pvp that way i like to pvp in adventure where everything is uh kind of up for grabs there's no telling how many ships are going to get involved there's no uh telling like what the circumstances are um or or you know catching people off guard or getting caught off guard yourself like the the opportunity for engagement is so varied in adventure that it feels more natural that way to me than jumping into uh to the hourglass battles so when i see that they are tweaking captaincy and they're rebalancing the progression system in this and this is the second time that it's been touched within a year and we've gone more than six months now with the hourglass system being completely untouched and having huge areas that we're dedicating a, a lot of developer developer time to create that are still completely locked off to a fair majority of people, I would assume um, that I'm a little kind of like, all right, <laughs> can we stop messing with captaincy? Can we play around a little bit more with uh, the balance on on allegiance? Can we can we try and play around with that? Like I get that there's a long term goal that you want people to do so that they are are working towards those uh, those those higher levels and stuff like that. But, you know, a lot of people are still going to play the game naturally that are just out there in adventure. 
and they don't necessarily want to jump into um, Hourglass. And this was actually an, an opportunity for me to reach out to folks uh, and, and, and kind of say like, hey, you know, I don't really have fun in PvP in Hourglass. Why is it that I care more about losing in Hourglass than I do in any other game that I PvP in? Like, I could play Heroes of the Storm for hours and I don't care if I win or lose fights in that one. It's it's a quick, it's a quick match. I jump in, I have fun. 20 minutes later, I'm out and I don't care if I won or lost because I had fun doing what I was doing. I recognize that there are people who were doing stuff that they probably shouldn't have been. But at the end of the day, it didn't matter. So I'm very curious uh, to kind of know because I'm looking at like the achievements. And right now, nigh unsinkable, you've earned an allegiance streak of four for either factions. I earned that back in February. This is June. 0.4% of the community has gotten that achievement. And what's even weirder is that Force of Fortune, uh, You the, the uh, fortunate outcome where you complete three Fates of Fortune, um, only 0.46% of gamers have unlocked that achievement. And I'm just, I'm so curious, like, what are the, like, what is the, the goal? Like, what is the percentage rate of people that they want to be able to have that? Because if I'm looking at, uh, you won your first fight in Battle for Sea of Thieves, 2.52% of players have done that. But then I look at, say, like the cherished trinket, which is the highest level of progression for the trinkets that you can earn. Um, I was able to buy one of those uh, as a result of this change, and only 0.07% of gamers have unlocked that yet. So I don't know if there's just a large breadth of, of people who have been playing this game but haven't been working on anything in particular, or maybe it's an education process where they need to be kind of under, they have to kind of understand like what they need to do to be able to accomplish things. Because at the end of the day, I, I, I'm, I'm wondering if these achievements matter to people. If they don't, are they proper representations of like what you should be working on, things like that? Um, but at the end of the day, it really did come back down to the idea of, me not enjoying my time with uh, Battle for Sea of Thieves and it, it being something tied to how much time is invested or when the game messes with you and you lose because of something that was uncontrollable, things like that. Now, obviously, very outliers because most of the time that wasn't the case. Um, but I do think that losing and having so much time spent trying to get back into the fight where you feel like you have the uh, a decent amount of resources, how much gold are you investing in buying resources? If the island or the outpost that you spawn at is completely wiped clean and you don't have any resources, you still have to buy captaincy stuff. Uh, they re reset the timer, but now you're like dumping gold into loses. And that never, like, it never feels good to, to have to spend money to go out and lose again because there's no guarantee that you're going to win either. Um, I will say that the that the battle battle for Sea of Thieves system feels like it is working because I still feel like I'm winning and losing on an equal basis. Like I'm winning one, I'm losing one, I'm winning one, I'm losing one. So like my win ratio is still roughly about fifty percent. So the matchmaking system I think is doing well. I still feel like I don't like to lose in the battle because it's so so time consuming, so painful to get back into it. All that being said, though, uh, they are changing and have changed the captaincy things uh, like the different uh, milestone requirements for different trinkets, things like that. So I'm really glad that they're making this a little more available. Um, and, and I do wonder if maybe perhaps it is the amount of um, engagement that has been uh, there they've seen the the analytics and they said, ah, you know, we were kind of expecting people to be around this place uh, with their milestones. It's been almost a year. Well, it's adjustment. So I'm I'm glad that they're doing that. I hope they look at the rest of the the game for that type of uh, uh, deciding on how they're going to approach um, these kind of things because it's always a live service game. They want to make sure. Uh, uh, people have different ways to uh, address that kind of um, engagement. So if you get a chance to go take a look at this, uh, it's it's essentially what was talked about. Um, gosh, what was it? It feels like forever ago. When did we get the last update for this? This was in May, beginning of May, I believe, uh, is when we got the news about that. And I've gone through 
Um, I've checked to see like where I've, I've made adjustments to the milestones that I was going for. Um, what do I need to do left for some of those? Not, not much. And I went and spent a whole bunch of gold. In fact, uh, th this update has cost me 7 million gold <laughs> and I still didn't buy everything that was unlocked. Um, which to me seems great, you know, seems great that I was able to spend that kind of gold, have something to spend on it, uh, and act as a, a pretty good gold sink for all intents and purposes. Um, the thing that I wanted to address with this was that the uh, gold requirements to be able to save cosmetics to your ship are now gone. Those are no more. That was one of the the big issues that I think um, I had personally when uh, Captain C came out that I started to notice uh, as patches would come out, things would get um, reset. And if your cosmetics get reset, uh, it, it is very painful to have to want to spend the money again to be able to um, get your ship to look the way it was. And now that that cost has been removed, uh, I actually appreciate going in and kind of playing around with the different settings, changing up my themes. Um, I'm a little bummed that something like, and I'm and I'm attributing this purely to just how difficult it must be given what they're doing outside of like the game that that is like Tall Tales with Monkey Island and stuff like that. They're very busy. But I was really kind of hoping that we would get loadouts for our ships. Now, maybe that's just you know, me thinking too much about it and, and me just needing to work on getting more sloops because I have three, um, I have two galleons and uh, I, I, I kind of want to have different themes um, for my ships, uh, but I don't want to have to reload a galleon that has a different livery set because I want it to look a different way on the fly. And I also don't want to have to go in and, and manually move every bit of cosmetic, touch every bit of cosmetic on the, uh, the livery set to be able to, um, to be able to have that different look. It's kind of a bummer for me to have to go in and do it. We had to do that before. So it was not like it's too big of a difference from what we were doing. Uh, but with loadouts, I think it would have been really fun to be able to have one or two ships, um, that had all the cosmetics that you wanted in different sets and you could kind of swap between those now maybe that's something that we're getting with like the actual clothing and that makes more sense because it's um you know you're not making you're not selling you're not you only have one pirate you can have multiple ships but you only have the one pirate so maybe it makes more sense that way but um i was just kind of i was just kind of like hoping that you know aside from the table, which uh, I, I saw, unfortunately, a couple people missed out on because they, they thought that it was a cumulative thing um, as opposed to just one specific milestone with a few exceptions in different different areas uh, that, that you were going to get it. I have it. It's cool. I like it. Um, but now that the requirements for some of the different cosmetics, namely like the uh, the ghostly set for like the bed and the drapes and the captain's chair, all that jazz. Uh, now that a lot of those requirements have been s kind of squished down and I can actually have access to them now, um, the sovereign's table will sadly go much the way of the uh, achievement sales. I'm glad I got them. I didn't need them, but I'm probably not going to use them uh, because the stuff that I have is actually cooler now because I have access to it, which at the end of the day means that for me, this was a win and I'm totally fine with that. Um, I wanted to bring up one of the other things that I noticed too, that with this captaincy it is a celebration of captaincy, um, which is kind of interesting in, in my mind because it's not exactly a year after the launch of captaincy, which was the beginning of season seven at... Um, August, beginning of August, I think it was like the third, uh, if I was looking at it re right recently. Um, and because of the celebration for that, they are doing the increased rewards. So not only do you get the discount on all of the different things that you can uh, purchase, but um, you can also uh, uh, get new ship purchases in the form of sloops, brigantines, and galleons. You can actually get those at 60% off the discount, which is hilarious to me because i just uh 
I just bought two new ships. <laughs> I bought a sloop to call Turkey Goat Lives uh, to, to remember the mystery. And I just bought a ship last week for Just Married um, because of uh, the, the reference to Monkey Island and how I thought that Just Married is a fantastic name for a ship name because if you're ever getting attacked, you just have to shout out, can you please stop? We're just, we just got married. Uh, we're just married. Please leave us alone. So it's stupid. I know it's dumb, but I love it. I, and shouldn't I love it of all people? I should be the one that loves it. So if I love it, then I, I, I I'm fine with it. But, um, I've been having uh, a good time kind of playing around with the different names. You can also get a discount right now, too. It's actually cheaper to uh, rename your ship as well, too. So if you happen to rename your ship uh, Seafort Inspector, but you don't feel like going out and doing a whole bunch of Seaforts, uh, you can go in and rename that. Or if you named it the... Um, the keelhauled game but uh, or gang but you decided their crew i guess is what my sloop my galleon is called yeah yeah my galleon is called keelhauled crew uh but when i first named it i had the at the beginning of it and i was told that that was silly i just need to it's all mad it's automatically going to be the keelhauled crew i don't have to put the keelhauled crew in the nameplate for it to be the keelhauled crew so I, I completely dismantled that ship and bought a brand new one. Yes, it was a lot of gold. No, I don't want to talk about it. Uh, so knowing that you can rename your ship for uh, a lot cheaper right now is nice. There's also going to be increased rewards during this time too, um, which is good because <laughs> I just spent $7 million, $7 million gold on the cosmetics. Um, so there's an increase to gold. There's also an increase to uh, reputation, allegiance, and seasonal renown. Um, I have been working on wanting to do more allegiance battles. Uh, I'm working with Godhammer 6. We've done one to get together so far uh, where we did four missions. Um, we have not had a chance to sail since, and it's just a matter of timing. But I'm working on doing at least two, if not four fights with uh, per session. And, and at the end of the fourth fight, the first time we did it, it was a loss. Um, and it was a, a, a pretty tough one at that. But I was most definitely at my limit. Like I had hit my limit of like, I am too frustrated to feel like I can go forward with this. So four is most definitely my limit. Um, and I was told that after two wins, you probably want to turn in because that's kind of the most the safest. It's also the safest, but it's also the, the about the, the a negligible return on anything beyond that if you want to get your hourglass progression and stuff up. So um that's what we're working on. That's the goal. I don't know how well it's going to go, but as long as he's willing to be uh, helping me with that, I will I will try and take advantage uh, of his, his generosity of his time um, during this, this period. Additionally, during this time, make sure that you're paying attention to this. This is important. You don't want to miss out on these. They are having a Captain's Week rewards. This is the this is one of the few times we've had events back in the game. I think that, and I could be wrong about this, but memory jumps to last Halloween was the last time that we had one of these in-game rewards for the events page, right? So Captain's Week rewards are out. They are two swords, uh, one of them a smaller, finer kind of rapier style. Uh, the other one, a big chonky boy. Uh, which is, it looks great. I actually really like it in game. looks great. Um, both of those are available. What do you have to do? You have to be on a captain's ship and you have to turn in items to the sovereigns. doesn't matter what kind of items they are unless they're fish. Fish don't count. So fish are friends, but they aren't going to get you credit towards this. Uh, how many do you have to turn in? 50 if you want the rapier. 150 a total if you want the big chonky boy so if you get 50 to get to the rapier you only have to get an additional 100 pieces turned in to be able to get the big boy so make sure that you're going out there you have again until the 22nd at uh it looks like 3 a.m they didn't put a uh they didn't put a time zone on that so i don't 
I don't know who's 3 a.m. that is. So I would get that done by midnight on the on the 21st, um, which only gives you a few days as the time of the recording of this. Uh, helpful tip. Um, something I found out if you are super close, like you're super close, you get you get to the you get to the turning in all your loot, you get there and you're at like 137 pieces and you're like ah, and you don't want to go out to a sea fort what you can do or, or better yet I'll, I'll make this even a sweeter idea if you're at the 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 turn in and you have 146 and you just need four pieces of loot to finish this up here's what you can do this is a helpful tip go over to Lorena. there are two ritual skull voyages that you can buy for 40 doubloons each. There are also the Ashen Key that you can buy for 99 doubloons. So if you've been sitting on like a bunch of doubloons as a result of the Chests of Fortune, uh, or not the Chests of Fortune, but the um, uh, uh, the Fortune weapon set, and you've been turning in Reaper's Chests like nobody's business, and you have a whole bunch of doubloons saved up for something big, um, you can go and you can buy these voyages. You can put them down on your, on your ship, and they will spawn a dig on the outpost that you're at. You can then dig up those items, and you can turn them in for doubloons, and those will count as well. You don't have to uh, necessarily turn in items. So keys will work. Ritual skulls will work um, if you really, really want to. If you need more than, say, like 10, then I would say, hey, you know what? Go down to your nearest sea fort, slap a couple ghosts around, uh, show them who's boss, open up the vault, grab however many you need, and then get out of there. Because uh, it's going to be probably it's probably going to be about as much time as it would take to, to spend the doubloons to go dig it up, buy another one, go dig it up, buy another one, go dig it up. Uh, much easier to go slap a couple ghosts in the face, especially given that I think, <laughs> I think with one of the recent changes, they have messed with um, the spawns for megalodons again, like the like, and I'll get into the show notes in in, in, in a little bit here, real quick. Um, I, I don't know how much I'm going to really cover this episode. I might save some of that for next episode, which is going to be a guest episode by Caleb, um, just to kind of warn you because I'm going to be traveling. If you don't know, I'm going to see a thieves fest. I'm going to the S I'm going to Fest of Legends. Um, so I'm going to be gone for a while. One of those I'm going to be recording an episode at the event. The other one is going to be a guest host for Keelhold. It's going to be Caleb. He's been wanting to do an episode. I gave him the criteria that I'd like him to cover. He's going to be talking about that. And I trust my podcast with him because he's already done one episode uh, at, at the moment. Um, I love Caleb. He's a good friend of mine. I, I'm okay with him doing one episode like a year. <laughs> so going back to the gold hoarder thing, uh, the the captain's week is is active. Again, get it done by the 21st. Do yourself a favor. Get it done as soon as possible if you haven't already. And the the if, if you do a little bit each day and you do like the sea forts, you're going to be fine. If you can get a crew together and you can go do a uh, gold hoarder vault, I can tell you right now, those are going to be the most lucrative. Um, they're, they're the fastest amount of way to get gold. Um, but you're also going to be able to get a bunch of different pieces, a bunch of pieces all in one shot. So even if you don't get all of the gold piles and you just focus on getting the actual pieces of loot, that will help tremendously focus on those. Uh, otherwise it's going to be kind of left up to your own devices. Um, I'm pretty sure that the, uh, the, the, the world event um, what do they call it? It's just the, it's, it's the flame heart event, but sans flame heart. Um, those have, uh, or actually a veil voyage. Now that I think about it, veil voyages always drop a whole bunch of those, uh, those storage crates that you can turn into. That would probably be a good way to go. But if I'm being honest, go with the vaults. That's going to be your best bet. You can usually do those without any kind of like major issues. Don't worry about the gold. Just get the pieces, grab those. Head over to the captaincy, uh, wherever wherever the sovereign tent is, the nearest sovereign tent to you, and get those turned in. You don't have to have an emissary flag up if you don't want. 
you just have to be on a captain ship and you just have to get it done by the 22nd. So shoot for the 21st and do yourself a favor. These swords are worth it. I really like them. Uh, just to kind of talk about some of the stuff that has come to the Emporium, because again, this is a live service game and it would behoove me to make sure that the game service uh, that I love the most continues to go on for as many uh, years as I can. So go buy stuff uh, during captaincy week. You'll be able to earn um, the Shining Pegasus collection uh, as rare as a couple other things, including like ship crests, the uh, the rare LTD trinket bundles. Um, and then first time you're renaming, those are all going to be on sale. So go take a look at those in the Emporium. They've also added the Brawler Emote bundle, which is adorable. I love I, I love some of the emails that they've put in there because it's <laughs> it's it's dueling without dueling <laughs> so you're gonna be able to duel each other kind of um but it's like uh it's like stuntmen fighting in a movie it's great um but anyway the the brawler emote bundle is available uh you can throw fake punches you can shadow box with other people that's available now if you want to go take a look at that um the darksmith warcrest or, or Dark Warsmith Ship's Crest, it would help if I read properly, uh, is now available for purchase. So if you like the Dark Warsmith's uh, livery set, which is probably one of the most like hardcore ship sets that I've seen in the game as far as like uh, cutthroat, bloodthirsty, like Captain Hook style, like looks of a ship, um, the crest is now available. It looks really beautiful. I actually really, really love this. Um, I will probably spend the money on that. And also uh, the Chocolatiers Companion Pets, uh, which is it's really odd that this is a thing, but you know, we've got chocolate chicken in the game. So that's uh, also a thing. So strange new pets have arrived uh, or been spied across the Sea of Thieves. The Pirate Emporium shopkeepers are now somewhat baffled as to where they've come from or why their uh, headdresses seem to resemble ancient stonework. Um, these are chocolate looking dogs and birds. Uh, I'm just gonna leave it at that. They're, they're chocolate pets. So chocolate pets are in there. Um, Beachcombers Bounty Ship Collection returns, uh, as well as uh, in addition to the game, they are now including the Beachcomber uh, weapon sets those are now available in the pirate emporium as well too so if you didn't know um the beachcomber bounty uh ship collection that was a, a reward from one of the past seasons that's now made its way to the emporium um i still really appreciate the fact that you can spend 10 bucks get the plunder pass get the cosmetics from that at a significantly reduced price than it would be if you just bought the bundle in the Emporium. So your early uh, engagement with the Plunder Pass is rewarding you because if you wanted those ship sets and you are playing the game, uh, you're going to get those before they come to the Emporium, which is going to be a much higher cost. Uh, additionally, the Pale Progression, which is an upside-down bucket that you slap, um, because slap, how can, how can you slap, uh, is a free emote. So make sure you head over to the Emporium and you get your free emote. Um, and then I think that's that's pretty much it. They've Oh, they're testing something. This is a really interesting thing. They are testing bundles where it's like the Dark Warsmith cosmetics, uh, not only the, the ship set, but additionally like the costume, the weapons, um, that is including the collector stuff too. They're doing, they're testing out big bundles. So if they have like an overall aesthetic, like the, uh, the Lodestar big bundle that is now in there, you get the, the pets, like the cat and the parrot. Uh, you also get the, uh, costume, the weapons, the spyglass, uh, as well as the full Lodestar ship set, including the collector's items. Those are all now in a big bundle. So I haven't worked out the price on this to see if it is cost effective or not, but Rare's pretty good about that. Um, so I imagine it would probably cost you less to buy the bundle if you wanted everything uh, and you haven't gotten it yet than if you were to go in and try and buy each piece individually. So um, keep an eye out for that. I think the only other thing that I want to talk about is something that I don't know a whole lot about other than I have a feeling it's going to tie to the orb 
stream that we had last year, uh, the the uh, second anniversary or the first, I guess it would be the first anniversary of the uh, orb stream, the Dark Deception starting on the 22nd. I am going to be in Ohio at the Fest of Legends. Uh, it is going till the 6th of July, which is my birthday. I'm happy about that. Um, I'm going to be in <laughs> going to be in in London uh, for that. So I will have to get it done sometime between Fest of Legends and Sea of Thieves Fest. So <laughs> it's going to be a very busy week. I can already tell. Um, but Dark Deception is coming out. We have to help uh, Ramsey discover who has been stealing some very uh, precious artifacts, which I mean, right off the bat, I'm thinking of the orb stream that was talking about how uh, there was someone who was looking to get the Sword of Champions. This is, I feel like I, I was just, I just looked this up last episode. So I think we're going to dive into that. We finally have a date. Um, I had a feeling it was coming up soon because they talked about how this is going to relate uh, to something else that happens, which I'm assuming is actually tied to the Monkey Island content, because there was a whole reason why we stopped the Briggsy adventure from finishing, and that will be coming later this year, uh, but we were going to be kicking off the Dark Deception for reasons, um, and now that we're in it, I have a feeling that the Dark Deception is going to tie in with leading us into Monkey Island. Monkey Island will happen, and as a result of that, we will kick off the final adventure to the um, Briggsy chapter uh, with Tasha. So it would be very interesting to see like how that all works out, because I wonder, no, now that I think about it, I wonder if it would tie into the fact that Guybrush is trapped in the Sea of the Damned, and to get him out, we would need whatever the treasure is that get you that gets you to be from a skeleton to a human from the brig. Nah, probably not. Probably not. But anyway, we are, we are going to be helping with that. The uh, the stolen um, figurehead, the, the the dragon figurehead uh, that was in uh, the Warsmith's kind of hideout on Wanderer's Refuge, the one that's gone now, uh, has been found. It has been strapped to, uh, I believe, the ship on the shipwreck bay i feel like i need to look at this thing again i'm really out of uh let's see is this over on shipwreck bay i feel like it is on over anyway it's going to be kicking off we're going to be helping uh ramsey in that it's starting on the 22nd uh which is this week um i'm <laughs> i really wish i i was going to have an opportunity to play this um i might have to nope i'm not gonna because it's gonna be thursday so i'm gonna be busy thursday shoot yeah i'm not gonna get to play this until uh after festa legends anyway that's coming up make sure you guys get in there make sure you get your memento whatever it is that ties to the uh the end of that adventure looking forward to hearing what everyone thinks about it uh caleb is going to be covering that episode he's going to be playing through the adventure from what i understand and he will be um uh talking about it for next week's episode i should be able to get that one out on time because i'm going to be getting back in back to my place uh after festa legends on sunday uh he said he'd have it to me then so i should be able to get it uploaded for you for monday so it shouldn't be a problem i don't know what's going to happen with the sea of thieves fest uh the podcast quite yet that is still kind of a fuzzy thing that we're working on so not quite sure there Next week, I believe, um, after this episode, this upcoming episode with Caleb, I think we're going to be doing the community event or the community gold hoarder episode to get that in for the, the month of June. It's going to be a little bit late, but if you guys haven't realized, I'm there's a lot of timing things that I'm having to work around right now that are outside of um, outside of my control because the Festival of Legends, all that stuff happens all around the same time. It just Unfortunately, there's timing things that I, I don't really get an opportunity to play around with. So I wanted to make sure that we got one roughly about a month between each of the Gold Hoarder episodes, but without messing with people too much. So um, looking forward to seeing what all happens. I'm going to have a lot of great stories. I'm going to have a really good time. I'm so looking forward to running into anyone that's going to be at Fest of Legends, uh, as well as Sea of Thieves Fest. Um, I should have one episode that will be the the gold hoarder episode uh between then but until we know more until until you guys get get these in your ears 
uh, we're all going to just kind of work work around the schedule of the different fests. So very excited to be uh, one of the few people. I think Shumba might be one of the other people that are going to be at both. Um, it would be very cool to find out like if he and I are going to be the only two that will be going to both the NA and the EU uh, or not yet, yeah, the British one, um, the Sea of Thieves Fest uh, this year. Like the, the only two people that are going to be going to both. I think it'll be really cool. Anyway, Pirates, this is this is about the time that I need to get out of here. So if you enjoyed this content, please let me know. Um, feel free to uh, like, subscribe the YouTube videos. That always helps out. Um, I, I don't have a very big audience over there, but they just lower the requirements for partnerships. So if I'm able to get the watch time in, then that will help out with uh, trying to get some monetization through there to help pay for stuff. Uh, otherwise, just um, share this with friends. You can always leave a review over on iTunes. You can always uh, five star it on Spotify. Um, you can say hi in the Discord if you want to join up there. Or you can reach me over on Twitter at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. The email for the show is always C-A-P-T L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com. You can send in your emails there. I'll read them out on the show um, as long as they're appropriate. And I think that's it. So Pirates, thank you. I love you and I look forward to sailing with you on the Sea of Thieves.